I'd like to read out of the book of Acts this morning, chapter 17, verses 24 through 28, and this is from The Voice. This is the God who made the universe and all it contains, the God who is the Caesar, the king of all heaven and earth. It would be illogical to assume that a God of this magnitude could possibly be contained in any man-made structure, no matter how majestic. Nor would it be logical to think that this God would need human beings to provide him with food and shelter. After all, he himself would have given to humans everything they need, life, breath, food, shelter, and so on. This is the only universal God, the one who made all of us. Wherever we are now, whatever our nationality or culture or religion, this God made us all in our diversity from one original person, allowing each culture to have its own time to develop, giving each its own place to live and thrive in its distinct ways. His purpose in all this was that people of every culture and religion would search for this ultimate God, grope for him in the darkness, as it were, hoping to find him. Yet in truth, God is not far from any of us. For you know the saying, we live in God, we move in God, we exist in God. And still another said, we are indeed God's children. Would you pray with me, please? God, your word says to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, God. And I'm just um, thankful that we could all be here together to worship you and rejoice in everything that you are, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Um, I just plead the blood of Jesus over all of us, Lord, and that we would leave changed and not the way that we came in, God. Um, Thank you so much. And I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. All right, everyone, you can go ahead and have a seat. Welcome to Church Project today. Is everyone feeling awake? I mean, I, I was tracking with Jeremy until he said, can you feel the sun on your face today? And I looked outside and saw the snow, but that's all right, bro. I, I got you. I felt you. I felt you. I was there with you. If uh, you're a first time uh, guest to Church Project, we are so glad that you are here. Um, again, we are going to change things up. We've been going through the book of Luke since the, since the beginning of the year. And uh, today, again, we are changing things up. So, everyone needs to have a Bible. Uh, There's Bibles over on the lamp. There's some in the back. There's uh, some under the chair around you. If you need a Bible, just hold your hand up. We'll bring it to you. But we are going to go and we're going to jump into one of my favorite books just for today. Uh, Just for one message, we're going to jump into the the, uh, book of Acts. Chapter 17. We're going to read verses 16 through 28. That's what Lauren just read. We're going to go through this. Today is a very special message for Church Project. Uh, If you're on our email list, then then you got an email that said, Hey, come to Church Project this week because we have some exciting things that that we want to talk about. And um, you're here. So we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about what we think God has for us as a church. Um, It's going to require a little bit of imagination though. For some of us, we've been here from the very beginning, uh, and for some of us, we've just started coming recently to this thing called Church Project, and we think it's a little weird, but it's kind of attractive too, and, and we leave challenge, and we saw God, and, and we, you know, whatever. I don't know how, how, how you find yourself here at Church Project, but you're here today. And we believe that this is going to be a message and this is going to be a time that we look back on and we just thank God for what he's doing with our church body. So... Can we begin a little journey? The journey started um, in September 7th, 2011. 2011. That's a few years ago. Uh, There's a group of us. We came down and we said, we're going to start a church. And the the name of the church was this. Did you guys, did anyone ever see this? These signs on the road? Huh? 
Project Salt tonight at six o'clock. We met we met over at Fellowship Church over by was that is that Lowe's or Home Depot Lowe's. Over there, we met on Saturday nights, and uh, on, on September seventh, uh, we had our very first gathering, and we were just doing once a month, like let's see what happens, and a bunch of crazy people coming together that we love God and, and we want to see what happens, and and that was pretty cool. We had you know one service that that month, one the next month, and so we were just trying to fill our way out. And one of the things that we talked about a lot when we first started was were three words that drove us, and if if you. Um, have been coming since then. You, you probably know what these words are because they sound like a song, right? Be, do, be. The, these were three words that drove us. And, and, and the, the premise behind those three words that, that we just, all of our experiences in church kind of culminated to was that those three words, be, do, be. What does that mean? Well, God, God has asked us, you're laughing because you hear the song in your head, don't you? Be do be do be do. I know that's why we had to change it because no one could take us serious. Those are our three words. Everyone started like be do be, you know. So, but but the three words really. I mean, it still drives us. Maybe not in those words, but it drives us. And 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 the premise is this: be like the first be. God created us. That's pretty cool. He he breathed life into us into our existence. And he says, child, I love you. Human, I loved you. I made you with my own hands. I handcrafted you. Like, I love you. And that's a very cool place to start a relationship, isn't it? Knowing that you are loved, especially by God, the one who's created you and everything that we know. B was the first word that, that drove us. And then we got real theological into the next word, and that was the do. And the do was simply because God loves us, and because we have a love relationship with God, he's handcrafted each and every one of us. We all have skills and abilities and talents, and, and God can use all of us to show hope to a world that needs hope. And so the do part of that was out of your love relationship with God. Man, go out. Go tell people, go show people, go serve God. Like this is an incredible opportunity that God's given us to help inject hope into this life. And that drove us. That's pretty exciting. You see, but oftentimes as Christians, we get the first part. Thank you, God, for loving me. Awesome. And God, yeah, thank you for making me so I can go do stuff. And that's awesome. But oftentimes, we just kind of get stuck on that do. Like, do. And we kind of end. And we just, for the rest of our life, we're like, I'm a mighty Christian warrior, you know. And you're going out and, and we're doing all we can to save the world and whatever. And, and no, no, it's not even about that. It's about at the end of the day when we lay our heads down on the pillow, are we still content being in this love relationship with God? We can serve and we can do good all day long. I mean, we, we could be the, the most moral people in the whole world. But if we don't know who God is and we're not finding our identity in him, we're lost from the beginning. So those words, those be, do, be, that song, Project Salt, that was, that was kind of how we began. And a month in... A month into us being here, we had an opportunity, and, I, and some of you may have actually gone to this, and we have some of these posters hanging up around. This is from the girls' bathroom. I snuck in there. Sorry. Be their voice. We, we were invited, and, and Ashita was invited to, to play with the fray for Love 146, an organization against sex trade. And, and I don't know, through, through us and through the organization and, and Sophie and the fray and all that, that night was like $25,000 was raised for this organization. And that was a month into us being down here. We thought, uh-oh, well, what's going to happen, right? 
And that was cool. How many of you went to that? Any? Jared was there. I was in the front row. My daughter loved it. She's like, this is awesome. It was so much fun. So we're meeting at Fellowship Church. We just started. We did the Ashida concert with the Fray. And we met on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock for a while. And, and then we decided that, that God was taking us in a, in a different direction. And, and that summer we, we changed our name from Project Salt. We changed it to Church Project. We started a church network with, with a church down in Houston. Now we have five in the network all over the place. Cincinnati, Dallas, Aurora, and Columbia. Wait, like. Anyways, we've got, we've got that. And, and that summer we changed our name. And then we started meeting. And this was the most awkward stage of church project. We met in our house. Aaron and Lauren Haven's house. That was fun. Like we would move our couches to another room. And we'd put chairs in there. You remember some of you, you're shaking your head. You're like, okay. The air condition was just right here. The dog's barking. I thought it was cool. Like I could just, you know, come in my pajamas. It was really good. I was never late for sure. Uh, We couldn't play hooky, but we were there and it was good. I wouldn't say that was my favorite time of life, but it was okay. And and we got out of there and where we went from there was this building. We landed in this building January 1st. We started meeting in 2013. We've been in this building for a year and a handful of months so far. We've been meeting here. Yesterday, I showed up and no one was here. This is, the favorite. This is my favorite time of this building is when no one's here, by the way. Show up yesterday and I, I just kind of walk in. I keep the lights off and, and I'm just walking around and I'm just listening. Can, can we have a few moments of just listening? Just silence. And I think about what God has already done with our our little church body. And it's beautiful. Like look around. Look at the people here. The relationships that we're building. The the life change that that we're seeing happen. It's beautiful. There's nothing more that, that I like to do than be a part of life change. Be a part of injecting hope into dead places. Watching someone's eyes, their eyes come alive when they realize that God loves them. Watch them as an individual come alive. And I also love it because you know what that means? They're probably going to spur me on to love and good deeds as well. And I'm going to be able to learn from you as much as you're going to be able to, to learn from me. And as a body, when we're operating the way that God has designed us to operate, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Church Project our leadership team, we've been praying a lot uh, about what to do. And you've known that the last couple months. We've been praying, God, what do you have for us? And, and our leadership team, we've been praying. Last weekend, if you were here, it's funny, church world. One weekend, we'll have four people here, and it's great. The next weekend, we'll have a ton of people here. Last weekend was one of those weekends where we just had a ton of people here, and it was chaos. It was, it was awesome. We had 20 kids in our, in our little kids area. That's, that, that's crazy. If you don't think that's crazy, go in there. It's, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy. And we've been praying, like, what do, we, what do we do as a leadership team? We've been praying about this. And, and I, this week um, has been a busy week for me. And, 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 and I sent out the email saying, hey, you guys come. We have a great announcement. We want to talk to you about the future of church project. And God took me to this passage. And I think the reason he took me to this passage, well, partly Denver Seminarian, is this. Last year, I, I, I did a, a, a paper on this passage. And I had to just pick apart this passage. And, and it's beautiful the one that Lauren read, and it's Acts um, 17, verses 16 through 28. Lauren read those. 
And so I'm not going to go through and read them all over again, but I want to I point out some things that's happening. This is Paul. So Paul goes to the city, he goes in verse 16 to Athens, and it says, I don't know what it says in your version, but the voice version that that Lauren read out of today said that he was greatly distressed because of all the idols in that city. Verse 16. Verse 17, he he goes, and because he's so greatly distressed, he reasons in the synagogues, and and he reasons in just the, the normal marketplaces, and I like how it says day by day he continued to just show up. And reason. He's so distressed at 16 and verse 17, he shows up and he begins to reason with people in the synagogues and the marketplaces. Verse 18, some people asked him, they asked him because he keeps showing up. They asked him and, and, and they say, can you come preach the good news of, of Jesus and, and the resurrection? What does this mean? Verse 19 through 21, he's invited to, the, to this place that, I, that I'll butcher, but it's the Aeropogos. Uh, close. I'll just say that. Um, and they say, we're interested in what you're saying. It's confusing and it's weird, but we want to know more about what you're saying. And they invited me to this place where all the intellects would go and all the philosophers would go. And they would talk about this new idea of what God, God and philosophy. And this is where the intellects would go. And they invite Paul to this area because he shows up. He's distressed. He's in the marketplaces and the synagogues. And he's there day by day. And he's talking. And they're confused. And they invite him to this place. In verse 22 through 23, he, he, he goes and he does what, what in, in his way that he's communicating in the rhetoric that he builds. He says this, he goes, I see that you have all these idols all over your city. And they're like, yeah, we do. We're pretty religious people. And he goes, awesome. But I also see that there's an idol there to an unknown God. They're like, yeah, just in case we missed a God. And Paul, being so brilliant, he goes, I'll tell you about that unknown God. He doesn't go and say, shame on you for all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. What does he do? He builds. He builds a conversation and he builds into it. He's been invited and he goes, I will tell you about this unknown God. And then we fall into these verses of verse 17, 24 through 28. And he talks just beautifully. This is the God who made the universe and, and all it contains this unknown God that you don't know who he is. He made the universe and all that it contains. The God who is the Caesar, the king of all the heavens and all the earth. And then he goes on, begins painting a picture of this beautiful God. <laughs> if you came to our first Wednesday a couple weeks ago, Pastor Darren Glaghorn from, from uh, Northern Colorado Cowboy Church, NC3 was here. And he spoke to us. He spoke a very good word over us. And he says, Church Project, I believe God wants to use your body to usher in the fresh living water of the message of God into Greeley and the surrounding areas. Like you have something here. And church, I believe that God is creating something really special here. Just look around. We're his people. He's brought us together. And no more do we have two or three people sitting here. We have four or five at least. And that's pretty cool. And then Darren said that he believed that God wants to move in church project in 2014 in big, big ways. And you know what? I agree. And I accept that. 
I accept that God wants to, to use us to help, to love, to be a light in a dark area. And I want to ask us each, each of us, individually, personally, before we even talk about that, how is your relationship with God? And some of us, I've been super busy this week. Anyone else? And the week before, and the week before. And I think this is a pattern. Huh. I've been busy. But are we showing up into our city at Greeley looking around, or are we super distressed because of all the idols here? Like, do we love God so much that when we see people living apart from him, it breaks our heart? When we see people and just drive around Greeley, you see people strung out on meth or whatever it may be, just walking around dragging with no hope. Does it break your heart? Or do you think, I'm better than them? They're losers. What does the lie of Satan do to your heart? It should break us. And the only way it's going to break us is if we're walking in the joy and the love of God personally. Church, how are you doing with your relationship with God today? See, I believe God's going to do cool things with our body this year. He's already doing cool things with our ecclesia this year. But we're going to miss it, each and every one of us, if we are not spending time with God and finding our identity in who he is. That should drive us. And if we're each doing that, when we come together corporately, it is going to be amazing. Because all we're doing at that point is whispering the secrets that we're finding out about God in the dark places on our own time. And that's pretty cool. I want to talk about Church Project just a little bit. One of the things that we've been intending to do is a thing called Start Lunch. Start Lunch is just basically a, a thing where people can come that have never been to Church Project and, and they get some cheap lunch like a pizza or something. And we just talk about where Church Project started and how it's come here and what's it about and welcome, welcome to church. And we're, So we're going to do a very small version of Start Lunch right now. Is that okay? Is that okay? You're going to have to be a little loose, though, so everyone just kind of shake it a little bit. Here we go, Ray. It's okay. You can smile. Okay. All right. Jason's hiding behind you, so I can't see him. There he is. Okay. When you walk in, there's those huge banners on the right side of the wall, and, and these are the three things that, that really drive us at, at Church Project. The first one is our structure. Our structure, I've been a part of places where there, the church has been so busy that you could be busy every day of the week and overwhelmed by simply the things happening in the church building, which is almost backwards of the way it should be. And so one of the things that we said is, our structure is going to be this. We're going to have our Sunday gatherings. Congratulations, we're here. We're going to have our house churches. Congratulations. Those are awesome. Those are going really well. I'm so excited about our house churches. I think it's the best thing that we have going. And I think that's where, I, well, this is my hope for house churches. People that come here on Sunday, they came here because they went to a house church first and built relationships. And then out of the flow of those relationships, they came to our Sunday morning gatherings. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That was me just speaking. So we have our, our structures, our Sunday morning gatherings. We have our house churches. And then we have our ministry partnerships. Like we want to look around and we want to build min, uh, partnerships with ministries that are doing it. Like tearing it up and rocking it and for the kingdom of God. One of those that we've had from the very beginning is Ashita, the band Ashita. Jeremy Ashita. 
Ashita, the, the album. If you don't have the album, pick it up back there. Awesome. We believe that just the music of Ashita is inspired by God, and we believe that everyone in the world needs to hear them. You know, I mean, I think it's just, it's just that good. So get a CD if you don't have one, and Jared will pay for it. Um, but we're always looking around. We, we, we signed up and, and we, we did the, the Habitat for Humanity. Like we're looking for partnerships that we can come alongside. And there's a few already that we're talking about, about joining and saying, all right, we want to do this. We want to we be a part of something that's big. But we want to do it strategically. We want to do it wise. And that's part of our structure. So we have our Sunday gatherings. We have our house churches. And we have our ministry partnerships. Our purpose. What? Well, what? Why church project? Like, why are we here? And the three things that drive us, and you can read those on the wall as well, is we, we believe that God has us here to make disciples. That's kind of the great commission. Uh, that's not really debatable. Like, make disciples. That's what we want to do. We want to make disciples. We, we want to be a part of the process of watching people come alive in God. And it's beautiful. Make disciples. The next one is meet needs. The church, and God looks at us and says, hey, I've given you such an ability. You can come together with your resources, with your time, with whatever that I've given you, and, and you can meet the needs of the people of Greeley, people that are hurting. You can meet those needs. And the third thing is this, grow churches. Grow churches. And I got a weird concept about growing churches. So can we talk about that for a second? I believe this. I believe that if we are making disciples, each and every one of us, and I'll put it in the context of Aaron and Lauren Havens, I believe that God is growing a church in Aaron Havens. I am his church. And I believe that God has put our, our Lauren and I, our relationship together to grow the church of the Havens and watch it just come alive and flourish. And what's neat about that is we get to join together with other little churches, families, that God has brought into his kingdom. And we call this thing church project. And now we're watching the church and the churches and the church grow together as church project. And know how beautiful it would be if we get to be part of the process where disciples are being made from the point where we're actually sending and starting other churches. Wow, that is good stuff. And it's fun already to see this happening. I love it. Another ministry partnership that I forgot to mention is just James and Ali, our missionaries in Bangladesh right now. Next weekend, join us for our Easter gathering because we're going to Skype with them and it's going to be way cool. So meet or make disciples, meet need and grow churches. And then our values. These, you see them on our little cards that are on your chair. Um, you see them pretty much anywhere that we put anything down because they're our values and, and we want to be driven by these. But our values are we want to be biblical can everyone say, duh, duh? <laughs> it's pretty good that one of the first values of church projects should be that we remain biblical, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm called and I'm gifted to teach. And that's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that we are teaching out of the Bible as accurately as we can. And I'm going to stay up late at night and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that we're staying biblical. That's what I can do. I can't do a whole lot of other things, but I can do that. Jeremy can lead us in worship. We're all equipped to do our part. But this is one of the things that really drives me to make sure that we're biblical in everything that we do. And that's a pretty good value to have. The next value is simple. We want to be biblical. We want to be simple. Look around. This is not flashy. On purpose. We want this 
to be simple. We believe that the Bible and the gospel message is so amazing in itself that why should we have to flower it up? From our color schemes to our words and what we do and what we say, we want this to be simple, but we also want it to be the third part of this relevant. We want to be able to speak a language that is attractive to people. We want to speak a language that people will understand, that they'll say, I get that, and I understand that. We want to meet people where they're at, and we want to tell them about the love of God. So we want to be biblical, simple, and relevant. Church, we hold these as high standards here. We weigh every decision um, against these things. We want to remain a focused and passionate group of people, not restrained by just unnecessary pursuits. And God has made it clear who we are. And I'm excited to be a part of this body. Now, he wants to introduce us to more people in Greeley that need his love and that need to hear this message of Christ. I'm going to ask... um, our leadership team, if they would, to come on up here. Because we've been praying a lot about what God's been asking us to do. And so if our leadership team would come on up here, that'd be great. I told them that I was going to give each of them a passage. And they're going to have to exegesis it perfect. Like they're going to have to tell us exactly the whole the parts of the passage at random. So anyone just shoot out a message or a passage and we'll have them talk about it. So... I'm joking. Come on. We threatened not to come. And they, threat, they did threaten not to come. So I, I want to introduce you, and, and yes, I'm reading this. I want to introduce you to Gum Man Jared. This is Gum Man Jared. Everyone knows Gum Man Jared because his little, never mind. He, he, he's, he's super friendly. He's a caring dude. He's a solid, solid man of God. And, and I love this guy. If, if you haven't spent time with him, then spend time with him because he'll make you laugh. I want to introduce you to the minister of defense, Chad. (laughs) If you don't know why, just get to know him. You'll know why. Uh, The words I wrote down for Chad is, I think this man's got a big heart. When he believes in something, like when he gets it, it's done. Like it's a done deal. And I love that aspect about him. He decided to not do anything in exercising. And then one day decided, I'm going to do a half iron man the next day and he actually did it that i mean that's that's crazy but that that really talks about who chad is to me personally he's just a guy with a big heart and he gets things done when he believes in it and so i like that about him i want to introduce you to get it done brant i put get it but i was gonna say get her done but i don't know if you could say that in church since I have a southern wife, that would probably get her done. Be okay, get get her done, Brant, right here. And and I put down for Brant a man of wisdom, a man of experience, and he's he's an incredible man of joy. That is just so much fun to be around. Like spend time with Brant. You will you will learn a lot about life, and you will love love doing it in the process. And so. There's Brant. And then, then I have B. I was, trying, I was trying to think, what can I write for you, man? I wrote B for Jeremy. And this is a little different. These guys are brothers. Um, and they're, they're kind of opposites, but they're not kind of the opposite. And I, and I put B, Jeremy. And I put, he keeps us, our heart, close to God. And, and he wants to experience God for all that he is worth. And I, I get to walk around Jeremy more than anyone probably besides, well, no. There's other people. But I get to be around Jeremy a lot. 
And one of the things that I love about him is he's constantly pulling me back into, whether he knows it, the, the reality that I need to just be in this relationship with God. I need to experience him. And he, he sets me free in a lot of areas with that. This is our leadership team. I, I, I love these guys, and I'm excited to be in it with these guys. Um, and we want to talk about something that God's asked uh, of, of us, and we've been praying about for Church Project. We've been praying about this for a while. Next weekend, we are going to go, and, and Carter, if you have that slide, it, downtown Greeley is, is the Moxie Theater. And if you've been, raise your hand if you've ever been there to the Moxie Theater. Okay, there you go. Take earplugs if you go. It's so super loud. But Jeremy played there. She to play there. It was a lot of fun. Moxie Theater is an incredible place. Um, we have the opportunity to go down as, as a church for Easter. We're going to be meeting at the Moxie Theater next Sunday. 10 a.m., which is way cool. Eli is the manager there. Um, he's given us the opportunity to come in, to bring our kids in. And we, we believe that as Church Project, this is an incredibly good step for us to take as we move forward. Uh, next weekend is going to be a weekend of joy. Uh, we're going to have baptism celebration. We have three people right now that are, that are going to be getting baptized next Easter. That's pretty cool. We're Skyping in Allie and James to talk about what they're doing in Bangladesh. That's pretty neat. If there's anyone out here, you're thinking, I would like to get baptized as well. Talk to me uh, and we'll do that. But next weekend, um, you're going to begin to see a lot of, of just advertisement, if you would. We don't really do this ever. And we're going to do this. Um, there's, an, there's a newspaper ad that my grandpa brought out that has this. Um, and we are going to hand out cards today as well. Because this is what we believe that God has asked us to do. Church, are we alive in God? Each of us, each individually, have we showed up and shown up into Greeley and our hearts broken for the idols that are here? I hope so. I hope we're looking around our workplaces, the friends that we're around, the places that we go, and our heart is breaking that people don't know who God is. If so, let's tell them. This is going to be an easy opportunity for us to tell them. Um, we're going to hand out cards. We'll have them back here. Um, there'll be an email. Maybe some of you will get it here in the next couple minutes, a Facebook ad. This is what we want to do. We want to spread the message of us meeting at church, as church project at the Moxie as much as we can for next weekend. And not only that, we've signed up to meet at the Moxie for the next four weeks. And we're going to see what God may do. You know why this excites me? For a lot of reasons. One, Sir Mix-a-Lot is playing there the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Baby got back. (laughs) Saturday night. Like, so I can't set up the baptismal pool before then. Like, that would be weird. (laughs) So I imagine, and I need volunteers to help me with this. I imagine that one in the morning on Friday or Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever you want to look at, as soon as Sir Mix-a-Lot's done, I'll pull my earplugs out and I'll be like, hey, Sir Mix-a-Lot, can you get off the stage because we got to set our baptism up. And by the way, you should probably come here tomorrow morning, you know, like we're going to be there. We're going to be handing out our mocks or our, our church project at the Moxie cards. Friday night is our first go cup for Greeley downtown. Greeley's the only city in Colorado that has the go cup. And, and there's a lot of people that go down there and just drink in the streets. Well, we're going to be there. We're going to hand out our cards and we're going to say, you know what? We don't meet over there. We meet literally here 
and we're going to meet here at 10 o'clock on Easter morning. I think God has set us up in a prime location in downtown Greeley to share the love of God to people that need to hear the love of God. We are not a country club. We are a people that have been changed by God, and we are looking on how we can help change the lives of people in Greeley. Does this excite you, church? <laughs> it excites me. If you, if you would, um, Chad, I'm going to ask you just to pray for us. Is that cool, just as a church? Dear Lord, again, I just thank you for just this opportunity to, to meet together as, as church project, Lord. I'm, I'm just so thankful to, to be a part of this, be a part of this now, Lord. And I'm, I'm especially excited uh, of what's coming, Lord, of all the things that Aaron just spoke about, uh, uh, being downtown, being at the Moxie, being in front of people that, uh, just like us, Lord, need you. Uh, like Aaron said, we're not a country club. We're, uh, we're, we're just men. We're just women. We're, we're just kids that uh, love you, Lord, and, and want to do something about that and want to s- spread that love, Lord, uh, especially to this community. Um, uh, it's, it's where most of us live. It's where we work. Um, and, Lord, it's where we need to, to reach out and, and just love. Um, I think that's what uh, Church Project has been about, Lord, uh, for so long, at least at least for me personally, Lord, is just to love. That's, that's all that matters, Lord. Um, none of the words, none of uh, the, the things that we think we have to do, but, but just, just to love, just to say hi, just to smile. And uh, I know that's hard uh, for me, but, uh, Lord, uh, this body, uh, I know together can, uh, can do that. And, Lord, I just ask for a special blessing um, on uh, our, our services, uh, multiple services uh, down in Greeley, downtown. And just, just bring, bring people to us, Lord, but help us to, to be proud of, of what we're doing. Help us to, to be strong. Help us to be uh, just to, to be, just like uh, the words used to be. And, and get out there and hand those cards out and invite people, Lord. And, uh, Lord, we just ask a special blessing upon those services, and uh, we just look forward to, uh, to what you're bringing uh, to this body. Lord, we just ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Do, you, do any of you guys have, have anything that you want to share, or have we pretty much wrapped it? First off, his name is Windowman Aaron. We all have names, <laughs> I guess. He washes windows on the side, so if you need windows clean, you think he's too busy. I'm good, though. But I was reading this morning... Um, in the Chronicles, and um, the only good thing, or the only thing that stuck with me the whole, in two chapters was the prayer of, I say this wrong now because my brother-in-law is named Jabez, and it's the prayer of Jabez, <laughs> and it says, he was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to Israel, or cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will not, or so I will be free from pain. And God granted him his request. And I feel like that's what we need to do is we need to ask God uh, for stuff. There's, there is God's will and I believe in that. But I also believe that we can ask God. And so I think that, I mean, corporately, if we ask God that he will enlarge this territory for us. Because we should believe in God so much and believe in God's 
love for us and, and Jesus' blood so much that we want to tell people and show people. And, um, man, we could take pride in this. We can take pride in, in this group of people, and we could take pride in, in who we serve. And, uh, man, I, I implore you all to invite people. And uh, it's not because we want to be the biggest church in Greeley, but we want to be the most loving place. Mm -hmm. And we want the other churches to have to step up their game and love people harder mm -hmm. because uh, Jesus' love is that important to us. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I think that's why we're making the move. I was kind of hesitant for a long time, but I think it's time with all the kids and stuff. And, but, man, I'm proud to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Any, any other words? I'd just like to say um, we really have been working on this a long time, and God's led us a number of directions, and we've taken those as far as it led us. And this came up, and we feel it's the right thing. We feel God's moving us in that direction. Um, and it's just a step, and that's how we need to look at it. This isn't like, that's it. That's the end. That's where we're going to be forever. Um, it's just another step, and we will continue to grow. Um, we have a lot to offer the community. Aaron has a lot to offer the community. He's a great pastor, great leader. Hmm. And um, we just see it as that next step. And I, too, say, you know, take a bunch of these cards, hand them out, get as many people as you can come, you know, introduce them to God. Um, they need to know him. They need to know his love. So that's all I have to say. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Anyone else? No? Jeremy's there's a bar. Just so everyone knows, they have a little bar set up, but we're going to cover it up, try to cover it up. <laughs> That's where our kids so, are meeting, in the bar. Just so it's not shocking and all that stuff. Yeah, please do not <laughs> We won't be drinking in the morning. That's not our bar. <laughs> <laughs> Makes communion easier. What? No. I think we're digressing. Okay. Can you guys give, give our leadership team a big, like, thank you. And Brant, can you grab a box of those cards? I'm going to ask if you would just pass, pass. We got, we, we ordered 750 cards. Um, if you would just pass them around to, to people, just take one. We'll have them in the back. Literally, this is the only week that these are going to work because they're for Easter. And so we ordered, we ordered 750 of these cards. My goal is to get Sir Mix-a-Lot to come. That's my goal. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be working my best to get him there. That would be awesome. And the cool thing about this is this. I know that like Paul, Paul, he showed up. His heart was broken because of the idols. He talked to anyone he could in the synagogues, in the marketplaces. He talked to anyone he could about the love of God, and they invited him to ask more. However, if you go down to the end of the story, this is Paul. Like, he's pretty legit, isn't he? Paul is the, one of the, the, man, the man in the Bible that's been used more than any of us, probably. I mean, Paul is a rock star. But if you continue the story down to verse 32 and verse 33, this is how it ends. When they heard that, that last phrase about the resurrection from the dead, some shook their heads and scoffed, but others were even more curious. We would like to come and speak to you. We would like you to come and speak to us again. Paul left at that point, but some people followed him and came to faith. Some. A few, not all of them, not a whole mass load of them. It doesn't say how many. It said some came. Well, some theologians will look at this passage and say, see, that's not an effective way to tell people about God. And I go, contraire, mon frère. Chad likes when I say that. 
Some people came. I don't care if it was one that came. I don't care if it was Sir Mix-a-Lot that came. I don't care. We have got to realize that our job this week especially is to push ourselves out of the comfort zone. Hand these cards out at Walmart to, to co-workers, to, at the parks, at shopping centers. Don't get arrested. You can do illegal things. Don't do that, okay? But hand them out and hand them out in mass, like mass amounts. Just take a handful and just start praying, God, who can I give this to? But also know that it's God that draws people to himself. God has drawn each and every one of us together, and that's pretty cool. I wouldn't want it any other way. I'm going to tell as many people as I can to come on Friday. I encourage us even to go to the Go Cup on Friday night. Hand cards out down there. Just pray about it. Invite Facebook friends to go to it. Make it your personal goal. This is a good goal. Make it your personal goal to bring one friend with you next week to Easter. One. Enough on that. I think we get the point. I'm excited to see what God has for us. I'm excited that we're going to be down at the Moxie for the next four weeks. Don't show up here next week. We won't be here. We'll have a map to help you get to the Moxie if you need to. We're going to start at 1015. But we're really starting at 10. But we're giving people 15 minutes to, that when they came here, they can make it down to the Moxie, okay? Um, Church, I I just want us to reflect on this morning a little bit, just each and every one of us personally. If you would, just take this time, just close your eyes, and let's ask God to show us something. Is God just right now in your heart? Is he stirring in your heart? Are you feeling moved? Are you feeling prodded? Is God prompting something in you? Is there an excitement in you? A love for what God has done for you in your life. In this place, I just, just want to ask us, just quietly to yourself, just say, God, show me who you are. I want to be lost in you. Find my identity in you. For some of us, as we think about sharing this this message and, and being bolder than we've been in a long time, it makes us a little scared. And I pray that in this place, if you're a little nervous about sharing um, just your love relationship with God, ask God to make it just perfect right for you. The circumstance is just perfect right. Like that relationship with that coworker or whomever that, that you have, that it's just a natural conversation that happens. It's a, it doesn't feel like something that we have to force, but uh, that we'd be so in tune with God that we would know exactly who we're supposed to invite this week. And that God is already calling people to himself. That we can look around and we can have his eyes. And I pray this week more than anything over us. And would you just pray right now as we're sitting here that we'll look around people, we'll look around Greeley and Northern Colorado and our heart will break because of the lies of Satan. And we won't judge people, but we'll be broken. That we'll pray for people, that we'll fight, we'll go to battle for them because their life is worth it. pray that we can lay down our embarrassment we can lay down whatever it is that's keeping us back from actively 
telling someone and showing someone the love of God this week. I believe in this place, each and every one of us, we go in circles where we know at least one person that doesn't know God. And I pray that a name will pop in our head right now. That God will lay someone on our heart that we need to invite to church project to our Easter gathering at the Moxie next week. And then we won't be able to sleep until we invite them. Then, if we want to just move it right now to this, not even talking about next weekend, not even talking about the future of church project, if we want to move it into this place right now, this morning, there's some of us that are sitting here, and this is our first time coming to church, and it's felt really awkward. Or we don't know who God is. Like, we don't have a relationship with God. We came, maybe we're a little curious. In this place, if that's you, would you just quietly just say, God, I want to know who you are. I've tried living life on my own, and it's just not working out. God, would you please pursue me? And would you show me who you are today? And if that's you, I pray that right now your heart is racing and your mind is, is just moving fast. And God is working and pouring his love on you right now. I want to read Psalms 104 verse 10 over us this morning to close us out. He says this, He makes springs pour water into the ravines it flows between the mountains God's love flows to the darkest places to the deepest places in our life and he pours his love on us if you're here today and you feel overwhelmed or you feel stressed out or or you're lost or you, you feel just dry would you call out to him today Would you say, God, here I am. Show me who you are. I'm going to invite us all to stand up in this place. This is your time of of response. We can respond to God in in multiple ways this morning. One, maybe it's just you standing where you're at and and just just praying quietly that God would reveal himself to you, that that he would speak to you in, in personal ways, that he would restore you, that he would show you his love. Another way is uh, even on your, on your chairs, there's connect cards or back where the offering basket is, there's connect cards. Maybe you have a prayer request or, or a question or you want to meet with a pastor or even you want to get baptized, you can write those down and, and put that in the, in the offering basket back there. And some of us, it's just simply we're standing here and we're in awe of what God has done and his love for us. Well, let's worship him with these songs, with these words. If you are in here and you want to know more about the love of God, we're here and we'd love to talk to you and show you and introduce you because we believe his love can change and heal.
I want to pray for us, church. God, thank you for bringing us here today. I pray that we leave here and we've seen your face. And the God, that your spirit is moving so much in this place that we come alive. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. And thank you for what you're doing right now, even with Church Project. I thank you, God. I pray that each and every one of us will keep our eyes focused on you. and will never be distracted from who you are in our lives. And what that means corporately is pretty exciting, God. Continue to move in us, teach us, and grow us in this place this morning. It's your name we pray. Amen.